You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. So, TC, you and I were talking about this when we got the pleasure to watch this movie together. We did. We shared the pleasure of each other's company and got to watch this movie together. Yes. Yes. Um, And we had like a little pre-ramble about your whole issue with uh, Grindhouse movies, especially like recreating the look, you know, from the 70s, the 60s when those were popular. Yeah, taking the pastiche of, of Grindhouse and throwing it on a modern movie, there's a real fine line that I'm willing to tolerate. I'm going to guess this isn't one of them. I don't know. Unless you change your mind since I talked to you, TC, like you kind of had a I had a good time watching this, at least with you. Well, I came around on it because it did the very cliche Tarantino Rodriguez grindhouse cigarette burn scratches on the film, the whole shebang for all of 30 seconds. And then they dropped that. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like this had the same narrator as the uh, the machete trailer on grindhouse. Yeah. And then they threw that out the window. And I was grateful because if I had had to sit through 90 minutes of that, <laughs> I, I was already struggling. There's a slight tinge and like scratches that they add throughout the whole thing, but it's not in your face. It's almost like just watching an old print versus where some of these Grindhouse movies will literally just throw filters on filters over an image that probably looked decent when they shot it. But now it just looks like shit. Um, yeah, I'll say that it was more subtle than I was expecting when it came to like what filters they put on it. What they did more as far as the, the, the look of a grindhouse movie is, is the way they do like crash zooms from time to time. The overall <laughs> B movie quality of this film overall, the subject matter, certain acting choices that are made. That's all the grindhousey kind of elements that they maintained in here while still shooting a hell of a 4K good-looking movie sometimes. 
Yeah. Well, the the movie that we're actually talking about, because I just kind of threw us into it. Uh, today, we're talking about Mad Heidi, obviously a Grindhouse movie. Switzerland has always been this like, oh, we're neutral. We're Swiss. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Take that away and now turn it into an autocratic country where it's run by, uh, uh, I was going to say Paul Van Horn. That's not right. Uh, uh, it's Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien. Our very Swiss leader. The very Swiss leader, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's an it's an autocracy with cheese. That's all I can say. Yeah, they they're cheese Nazis. Yes, yes. What a very delicious autocracy, very cheese Nazi. And like even the costuming, the so the guard, uh, the the prison guards are wearing like the brown shirt uniforms, mm-hmm. while the outside cops are wearing the black SS uniforms. Like everything is deliberate. Like you you know what this is. This would have been Switzerland if Hitler came, you know, just it, had his it, way with everything. It looks like a side mission in Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It really it does. does. Like even the, the the particular design of the guns, the the look of everything. Even the even the silliness of a side quest in Wolfenstein, yes. because the whole premise here is that they're not they Swiss has a stranglehold on the world cheese. They they are the the fascist cheese organization. They run their entire country. They control the cheese. Everyone in it must fall in line. And if you're lactose intolerant, they're locking you up. That are just killing <laughs> and you. And they torture you with fondue. <laughs> fondue waterboarding. Yes. Uh, and. Heidi is just this girl who lives. It's it's the classic Heidi character. If you're familiar with this uh, this character type that's existed since it's like the, the mountain 50s. girl, it's the mountain. What, what, which I'm yeah yeah. Actually. Explain that to me. I don't think I've heard that. I only have vague knowledge of the book. I remember seeing maybe five minutes of a, one of the many many TV adaptations on the Family Channel in like the early '90s. But all I know is it's a, it's a Swiss girl living in the Alps, I guess, on a dairy farm or something. You, you've just described Heidi. Yeah, basically with her grandfather. Yeah, and the low stakes nature of every adventure Heidi has ever gone on is like, my dog has gone missing. Maybe people in the village will help me find him. And it's always just very. <laughs> so, does, so, does it, so does it follow the Heidi lore all that well? Apart from the obvious, you know, blood guts, like, does it like follow, have a lot of in references to the, to the whole Weirdly story? Weirdly enough, yes. They did a very good job of taking the Heidi character and then slapping her into a Tarantino movie. So yeah. <laughs> she's the girl in the hills who lives with her granddad and her cheese dealing under the table uh, uh, boyfriend gets in Goat a little bit of trouble Peter. with the fascist organization. <laughs> Goat Peter. And uh, and then she has to avenge with guns and fighting and cheese. A lot of deep cuts in this besides the ones you guys just mentioned. So the, pa- the fact that they had Casper Van Dien in this Mm, There's a scene in here where Uh they're all like, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm like, ah, that's the movie, TC. That's the movie. Starship Troopers. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Again, fascists. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And now we're doing our part in reviewing this. (laughs) Yes, we're doing our part. The the stakes are that the president wants to make this like super cheese, this uber, uber cheese. Uber cheese. Oh, and it ends up turning people who ever eat it into like a flesh rotting zombie, basically. Cheese zombies. Which, you know, can turn into super soldiers. And again, it's all very Nazi. I'm going to, when you walk into this film and when you get out of it, you didn't learn much. 
you know, you're, this you're not going into this being like, oh, I, I learned I learned something today. Like this is totally for the fuck of it. Oh, we didn't mention at the top or I didn't mention or nobody mentioned. You're all suspect. <laughs> This was a crowdfunded movie. They make that very clear in the beginning. Yes. So clear it feels defensive. <laughs> yes. A film company production. <laughs> a Swiss ploitation. It's basically saying, please don't blame any of the major studios for this one. This is entirely our <laughs> fault. It didn't need that. It, I, uh, TC and I talked about this uh, back then, too. Like, the worst part of this movie is that that preamble in the beginning and then the way it ends. Like mm-hmm. everything else I thought was like above board. Like it was enjoyable to watch. I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if TC wasn't next to me because we were kind of riffing on it. Truth. Luane and Mike, did you watch it alone? Unfortunately, yeah. I think this would have been great with a crowd of people. Anytime you have grindhouse stuff like this, it's specifically grindhouse, but there's other things like this where you where you make a pastiche or parody of something that sometimes you have enough for like a fake trailer or a short film. And then it becomes obvious that that's all you had, but you've stretched it out to 90 minutes. And there were parts, parts in this. I was like, eh, because realistically I expected from the death of goat Peter spoiler, sorry, but like, (laughs) that's essentially the exciting incident from that point on. I expected her to immediately just like go into like mad Heidi mode and just like, BJ Blaskowitz, everybody, right? It, it, it takes a while to right. build up like, to. Like it's she has, she goes it's the a last lot. third of the movie. It's not even the last third of the movie before it finally gets to that because they got to do the the women in prison pastiche. Yeah, we got to see a bunch of naked women and exploit that whole thing. And then we have to have the nunsploitation slash martial arts training montage. And then we get to the Nazi slaying. And like the actual like core of the mad Heidi story is basically the beginning and the end. Like, it, yeah, it, it wasn't full. I spit on your cheese curds or anything <laughs> like that. Like I was expecting. Um, TC or maybe you guys remember too. What was that? It was a web movie. It might've been funny or die. It was only about 30 minutes. One of the lonely Kung Island. Fury, yes. Baby. Kung Fury, yeah. See, that was that that I actually liked it was um the right runtime for it. Or you look at something like say Turbo yeah. Kid. This clearly felt like a fake trailer that you just stretched out the 90 minutes, kind of like Hobo with a shotgun or machete, which yeah, I loved I loved the, the original Grindhouse movie. Um I was not a fan of the machete movies. I was not a fan of uh Hobo with a shotgun, even if like even if no matter how stoned or drunk I was when I first watched it, it just it just didn't click for me. <laughs> um Apart from like maybe a couple of cool parts, I mean, that's the thing with those movies that they have some interesting moments and then just a lot of filler in between. Mm-hmm. When those movies should feel like they're consistently fun. I, don't know, I mean, I, I started this thing just because I looked at the trailer, I saw that uh, at the time only Chad had signed up for it, and I'm like, yo, this looks positively stupid as hell. I kind of want to see where this goes. But yeah, like a little wing touched on it it, it, it takes a while to get to what the film promises and w- the reason why I signed up for it in the first place, despite knowing again very little about the Heidi story. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The promise that the trailer gives us is not fulfilled in this movie because it's so drawn out. Mm -hmm. You could make a very excellent 25-minute movie out of this and it would probably be on the level of Kung Fury because as far as I'm concerned, Kung Fury is pinnacle of, of, uh, of grindhouse, modern grindhouse. It is 
it is so the right amount of everything. It is it's lovingly stupid. It is respecting the source of grindhouse isms and just it's just it's a blast. That Kung Fury is just exactly everything it should be. And the couple things that have come since that have attempted to do similar have not. And this is one of those unfortunate cases to, to sit through this whole, which, which I got to say is as much as I've been really anticipating a Thanksgiving movie, this doesn't instill a whole lot of confidence right now. Old grindhouse movies. Some of them were shorter than a full 90 minutes, right? Like that was some of the reasons why they kind of like double feature it is, you know, Oh, no, that's all I was going to say. You just made what you could make. Right. Yeah. However, yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I really dove deep on the original Grindhouse movies, but I'd say about you're you're about right. Maybe like maybe ninety minutes tops on on most uh, occasions. A lot of times you'd get double features in Grindhouse cinema because they weren't secondhand theaters. We're talking basement theaters here, drive-in theaters where the prints would have lost reels, full scenes would be missing, so they would just put up. Uh, and uh, Planet Terror did this. Uh, yeah, try- the whole missing reel scene. Yeah. 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 And so then you would get, okay, we're going to go see, we're going to the Grindhouse Theater. We're going to see three hours of cinema. There's a good chance you're going to see five movies because of the condition some of those prints were in. So taking Mad Heidi, cramming it down to its best parts, getting 20, 25 minutes out of it, and then having it as a double feature, that that could have worked. Honestly, I, I didn't particularly care for Pair with another uh, adaptation of a classic. Yeah. Old uh, Yeller or something, story. right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like they they have like the the beginning of a nun exploitation thing too, and they have the prison thing, right? So you just do Mad Heidi, where it starts. She has the inciting incident. She just grabs a gun and just starts wasting Nazis till the end of the movie. And the then end. the second feature is the women in prison thing, and yep. then maybe you, you have like a little nun exploitation short at the end of it. But like because the only thing you really get out of the prison scenes are her association with the one character that she tries to save that shows up as her ally at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, you don't have to do any of that, right? She could do all of those without her. There's no major character development in any of that. It's all setups and jokes about cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, And I completely agree. Like you could just cut that out, cut straight to the end. Speaking of which Luane, give me your final thoughts, baby. (laughs) I always love the idea of these. Like every time I see one, I love the idea of it. But I'm also reminded of when we did this uh, sketch comedy feature years ago. We had some fake trailers. One of them was for something called Shag Carpet Washington, which was a um, black exploitation. And somebody's like, dude, this would make a great movie. No, it would not. It is good as a trailer because we could do a couple little bits and that's it. Right. Like Shag is got his fro and his his fur coat and he's going to beat up some bad guys like that's the scene. Right. We don't have to do anything. And so every time I watch one of these Grindhouse movies, I'm reminded of that because I'm like, you didn't need this. You didn't need this. I know you're trying to make a movie because that's how you can make money, you know, like a feature. You make money, not with a short. But if you're going to do that, then you make a bunch of shorts to string together as the Grindhouse movie. And then you just have your your little pieces or whatever. So this one falls into that same trap. It it seems like a good idea. <laughs> Some of it looks really good or bad. I mean, however it's intended. And it's got some funny bits, but in the end, it's like, yeah, okay. It's it's another one of these. Um, so, like, it, for me, it's kind of right in the middle. Um, 
it's going to be two and a half out of five crates of illegal cheese. I'll, I'll say that as a positive thing, the, the gore is impressive. There's some truly gruesome kind of fun stuff. It, it is a goofy idea. It's just that that's worth a few yucks if you're twisting up. But really, it, it, it's, it can only go so far. It's also hopping on our trend we're seeing recently of taking kid-friendly properties and doing violent adaptations. And look at like, you know, the mean one, Winnie the Pooh, Blood <laughs> and Honey. Uh, the, the only one I've seen that really worked for me was uh, the Banana Splits movie. Actually, I'm kind of a fan of that, even though I know it's a dumb movie. While some of it's kind of impressive, it's also, yeah, it, it's just, it, it didn't need to be as long as it was. It was kind of dull in points. Kudos to Casper Van Dien for cheesing it up, no pun intended. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, this is going to be on Tubi in a year, I think. And then, I don't know, I think by the end of the year, I'm going to forget I even fucking saw the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a valiant effort, but overall, it, 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 I thought it felt kind of flat and kind of stale. I will be generous. I will give it a four out of 10 cups of delicious Swiss Miss with eyeballs for marshmallows. <laughs> Great. I can see the effort here. These these filmmakers did a damn fine job with the tools they were given. Casper Van Dien is giving it his all. Kudos to him to come in on something like this and really go for it. And And honestly, the whole cast is truly embracing what they're doing. Unfortunately, this is just drawn out way, way, way too long. The best thing you can do if you want to experience this is watch the trailer, the Red Band trailer specifically. It shows you all the beats. It gives you every good joke. It's all crammed in there. There are some amusing moments throughout that pop up. But honestly, if I had not watched this with Chad, I would have been pissed at it the whole time because (laughs) it never achieved what it set out to do for me as an individual so it did benefit i was i would have been cheesed off but it did benefit from sitting there and watching with chad and being able to commentate about it as it was playing out wow what an interesting choice here oh they could have utilized that why is that glowing helen mirren character suddenly added into this (laughs) (laughs) but i'm with mike end of the year i'm not even gonna remember i've seen this if i'm going to recommend anything to someone who likes Grindhouse, I'm just going to point them to the trailer. Yeah, this is it is rough. And it and the two most egregious things they did is how I'm going to rate this. I'm going to give this a four out of ten unnecessary bookends. You didn't need the disclaimer up front defending yourself, and you didn't need an ending that set it up for a sequel we're never going to get. So there you have it, folks. They're like, well, we're, we're all independent filmmakers here. We 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 understand crowdfunding. Um, just put it in the end of the credits when you thank your 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 people. You know, my, my respect to them for even. making this. I can see the love. Oh yeah. But just for the general movie going audience, I cannot recommend this. It was fun watching it as a group. I probably would have trudged through it, had some laughs. Like TC said, they did a great job with the tools that they had. But I, I'm thinking maybe it should just be a cinematic rule that if you're going to do a Grindhouse movie, you got to make an anthology if it's going to be a full movie and do like three stories. Anytime I think about like possibly doing a Grindhouse, I think of movies like this and like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to. I'd rather take a risk on something else I know that might do better. Um, I did have fun. I, I love the enthusiasm. Uh, I, I'm not going to go under a four. I'll go four and a half out of ten uh, cheesetocracies. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got to wonder what, what's the next children's store to get a vinyl adaptation. I'm thinking Mad O-Line. <laughs> Mad O-Line. Okay. <laughs> so you get exploitation there. Yes, you would. You there would. You go. 